Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. Well, we are continuing a series called Higher that we've been in for the last three weeks. This will be our last message in this series. And I want to read Psalm 91 as I have for the last three weeks. Psalm 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Is that up there? Let's say that together. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So I've been sharing some prophetic history, some prophetic words and stuff that the Lord has done through over the last five years and even um, before that. And why do I share those stories? It's because those are the things that keep us grounded in our faith when times get kind of rough and hard and and when things don't look like they're going to happen and stuff like that, there's something about going back to these moments where God really spoke very clearly, just hanging on to those promises. And so that's why I'm sharing so many of these stories. And, of course, you know our little friend, the hawk, that we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Um, that's one of those things that the Lord just keeps speaking through. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to last week and the week before um, just to get an idea of just how the Lord's used this, um, this, this whole language with us to keep us encouraged in seasons when we, we needed encouragement. And the whole point of this is, if I have a perspective that is on the ground and earthly, I can't see very far. But if I come up higher to a heavenly perspective, I can see further, okay? And so that's the whole point of this. It's just... It's just a reminder where he just drops those reminders in our hearts as a, as a church family of like, hey, remember, don't think about this. Don't lean on your own understanding, but come up higher. Come up to a higher perspective. And my heart is for us to have the heart and the eyes and the mind of Jesus in everything that we do. Not just go, go haul off and do something and ask God to bless it but really be led by him. And we can't be led by him if we're not thinking and seeing like him. And so that's the point of this series. This isn't a real dig in the word, real deep kind of series. Honestly, we're gonna get to that obviously in the next series. But this one is more of a vision. Here's who we are. Here's what God's called us to do as a church family. And we have, how many know that Jesus is, mission has a church. You ever thought about that? We don't have a mission. His mission has a church to fulfill that mission. And, and that, that's part of the reason that we're still, our hearts are beating and we're breathing is because we've, we're on a mission. We're on his mission. And our language that we use around here that we create spaces and all that stuff all that is is just kind of a boiling down of what does that practically look like in Savannah, Georgia at the dwelling, okay? So our big, big vision statement we've been talking about the last three weeks, we create, spe we create species. <laughs> not there yet. We're not doing that kind of stuff. We create spaces for people to encounter God as a father discover their identity, and fulfill their purpose. And I'm not going to dive into that because I did it for the last two weeks. Go listen to those messages. 
But our value statements are this. We make room for God. It's all about his presence. And this is our heart, and we're getting there, okay? We're getting there. That his presence is priority. More can happen in two seconds than 20 years of doing the whole religious thing. Like, we just need him here and with us and among us. And we need to, we we just gotta have him. I don't wanna do church without him. I don't wanna do life without him. How about you? And then their second value is we make room for people. And we talked about that last week. Um, And then today I want to talk about our third one. We make room for more. Everybody say more. More. We believe in developing leaders and equipping the church to fulfill its assignment of taking the good news of the kingdom to the whole world through life-giving, kingdom-minded, presence-centered churches. That's on our website. And hopefully, it will become not just what we do, but really who we are as a church. We've been really leaning into making room for God. And I think we've been pretty good at making room for people. And it's time to move into this third one and lean in real hard, making room for more. You know, this is the, this is the hardest one of the three to articulate. We, we ha- we've had me- team meetings with the lead team of like, okay, what does it look like to make room for God? What does it look like to make room for people? And those are pretty easy. You start talking about making room for more and it's like, okay. Uh, and it seems so broad. And it is. There's, when, I, when we say more, th- that covers a lot, right? How many know there's always more with Jesus? I don't care how long you've been walking with him. I don't care how much you think you know. There is always more. There's more of experience with him and his grace and his goodness in our lives and his power in our, li- in our lives. There's more of surrender. There's more of our hearts that he wants to take possession of. There's always more in the kingdom. The increase of his government shall have no end. It's always expanding. It's, there's no end. It's always more. There's more to experience, more to accomplish with him, more than we could ask, think, or imagine, more in regard to multiplying what God is doing in this house in other places. And there's more as in a future hope that we can see on the horizon. So when we say more, we mean all those things, but I want to go in a specific direction this morning. And I want to just give it with just one clarifying statement. And if you don't, leave with anything else. This is really vague and very a big statement, but I want, I want you to leave with this and filter everything and how you see things and how we're dreaming about the future and all that. I want, I want you to see it through this statement. More might not always look like we think it should. More might not be what we think it is. Not that we should back off in our dreaming and believing and in our faith for what's possible. Yes, we should lean in hard, pursuing Jesus with all of our hearts and what he has for us as a church and our families and as a, for, for our city. But live in such a way that we don't have such a tight grip on the way we think things ought to be that we're not open to when he does something a little different. Because chances are, 
we hadn't even dreamed of what he wants to do. And we have an idea about what revival looks like. Do you know most of the time, just use a revival as an example, most of the time in history when revival uh, swept through a, the people of God in a region, a city, or a nation, nobody expected it to look like it did. And therefore, some people missed out on what God was doing because they thought he was going to do it a certain way. And when it wasn't like they thought, they actually not just rejected it, but began to demonize the people that were associated with what God was doing. And so if we're not careful, we can look at things this way and not see correctly. And so we got to come up higher. One example of this would be the year 2020. You remember that one? I remember 2019, we were starting out, and it was like a vision message like this, and some of y'all in this room were there, and you know this language, and this is familiar to you, but I remember uh, telling the church, hey, I believe that the Lord's calling us to 2019 is the year of the testimony. He remembers that. And so what we felt like we were supposed to do is to really guard and really uh, just make the testimony known, like celebrate what God was doing. Even in the little thing, we had somebody submit a testimony online about finding their keys. <laughs> like, just tell it. If God's been good, open up your mouth about it. And, uh, and by the way, that's still online. You can go on the homepage, thedwellingchurch.org, submit your testimony of what God's doing in your life, big or small, and let it be a testimony to people. It encourages people, builds people, builds people's faith. But I said 2019 will be the year of the testimony. 2020 is going to be the year of more. And you laugh because it looked like the year of less. But I'm telling you, it was the year of more. It was the year of more. And um, little did we know that March 15th would be our last service in the AMC theater and um, sometimes you need a little push. And I feel like that, in a lot of ways, that's what that was. Um, I'm not belittling or, um, I'm not belittling the suffering that went on because of what happened in that year or the losses that we had as fam family members and all that in our personal lives and jobs and all that stuff. But no one can, no one can, uh, say that we weren't shaken, right? I know the Lord did a lot in my, my life that, that year. And I know he did many, many of you as well. But it looked like the year of less. Little did we know that taking the church back into the homes would make this church what it is. And that the whole communities thing that we're doing now, that we're on a journey of becoming a house church and a warehouse church. And the Lord was speaking all along and just saying, all right, take a step, all right. I know that doesn't make sense, just trust me. And then take another step. And that's what we're just going to continue to do. But what looked like more 
I mean, what looked like less is actually more. I mean, it was the year 2020 when we were able to get in this building. And we don't have to rush around and try to get out because we're tearing down. You guys can talk. <laughs> and we can actually spend some time here, you know. And we have, we've been able to, to feed our community and, and do a lot of things. And it, it, listen, this is just the beginning in this place, this physical building. All this is is a tool. This is a warehouse where we're sent out of. This is the rally. What's going on? What's the real thing that's happening is in the communities. And we come here on Sunday and we celebrate. It's like a, it's like a, just a party to celebrate what God's doing in homes throughout the week. And, um, and we're headed there. Little did we know that 2020 would bring a deep and lasting change in all of our hearts and a redirection of sorts that would put us on a path to where we are today and where we're going because this isn't about arrival. This is about becoming. It's more about becoming than it is having arrived. And so I, I, want, to, uh, I want to give another clarifying statement this morning. God often moves in the most unlikely ways at the most unlikely times, in the most unlikely places, with the most unlikely people. I'm going to say it again. God moves in the most unlikely ways, at the most unlikely times, in the most unlikely places, with the most unlikely people. And you see it all over and over in Scripture. So when we say more, we've got to, we've got to have a plan how many know God gives us a plan for our lives? It's not like we're just willy-nilly like, oh, Lord, what should I do today? You know, no, like we should have a plan. And so th this is how I want to lead and how I want us to be a church. And everything that we're doing is like we have a plan in mind, but we submit that plan to the wind of the Spirit. This, I mean, even when it comes to like what we do, even the worship team, they'll tell you, I love the culture that Adam has built among this team of like, no, we have a plan, but our plan ain't the main thing. The presence trumps the plan sometimes. It should all the time. And it's like, so when, when we sense something, God's doing something in the room, we're going to go with that. And we're going to shut it all down <laughs> if he says it. And I love that of just like, you have a direction, but when the wind starts to blow, okay, He's blowing us this way a little bit. And, and so when we talk about more, we have a plan, we have a direction, but we're open to the wind of the Spirit. We're open to what He wants to do. And how many know, if you're one of these control people, that's just outright terrifying. That's terrifying. But sometimes, you know, it's, it's not about keeping our footing in the river. It's about just letting our feet come up and just... <laughs> just letting their, letting it take us where it wants to. And that's how I want us to be. Have a plan, but submit our plan to the wind. There's a story in the, um, one of the, it's Kings and Chron, I guess it's in Chronicles and Kings or Samuel. I don't know. I don't know my Bible. Um, <laughs> can't remember where it is right now. But Samuel, a prophet, he comes to the house of Jesse, 
And he says, God's going to anoint a new king. And it's going to be one of your boys. And so they fix up. They put on their best. They stand before the prophet. Prophet starts down. He says, no. Imagine the rejection those guys. But nobody talks about them. It's like, oh. I thought it was me. He's like, nope, uh-uh, nope, uh-uh, mm, maybe, but not, not today. Okay, so, and then and he says, are you sure these are all your sons? And Jesse says, well, the youngest is out in the field, surely. And then in his heart, he's thinking, surely you don't want him. Samuel says, let's go. And so they go out, and he, God says, that's him. Pours oil on his head, anoints him king, and, uh, God often uses the most unlikely people, the most unlikely times, and the most unlikely places, and the most unlikely ways. It's how he does it. It's how he does it. And so there's a different metric for success in the kingdom. Did you hear me? If I'm on a if I'm on an earthly level. I'm seeing things different, and I think success looks a certain way if I'm from this perspective. But if I'm from this perspective, and I'm seeing a heavenly perspective, I'm seeing it through his eyes, success might look a little different. Everybody do this. Hold God's plan for your life like this, not like this. Hold God's plan for this church like this. It's what I'm doing. And so, two things. Bigger is not necessarily better, and faster is not necessarily farther. Bigger is not better. Faster is not farther. Church growth. I'm going to start triggering some people in here this morning. Church growth is great. I'm not anti-church growth. I'm just concerned about the goal. Um, if the goal's bigger numbers, if the goal is more people in a building, then you're going to sacrifice something to get there. And I'm not, listen, I'm not a church expert. I'm pretty much a novice at this stuff. But I have seen people build things for 20, 30, 40 years and turn around and say, what is that? <laughs> what did we just build? What do we do? What do we just do? What are we doing now? We just did that. What do we do now? Did God want that? <laughs> I don't know. The value of the presence of God and the value for people are often the two things that get sacrificed when you just run after numbers and filling a building and filling programs and all that stuff. Um, I got a friend, Matt Scott, in, in Birmingham, Alabama, and they're actually in a conference this weekend, and I, I was listening to him last night, and I love this. He said, you know, in the movement that we came up in, they taught us how to host people well, but they didn't tell us how to host the presence of God very well. And I believe you can do both. And I'm with Matt on that. I believe that you can honor people and you can, you can honor first-time guests 
and you can make people feel welcome and all that stuff, but not cave just to please them. And, 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 and give, give God the room that he wants to do anything he wants when we gather together in homes or in on, on a Sunday morning warehouse in West Savannah. Like, it's just about him. And I would rather have him than anybody else. Sorry. Like, I really would. And I hope that's your heart, too. I'd rather have five people in a room and Jesus be with us than have 5,000 where Jesus, I don't know if he's actually here. That just, I'm not, I don't want to go there. And so, attractional model of church to get people in the doors, whatever it costs. I'm not against that. I'd just rather Jesus be the attraction. You know, I mean, I feel like uh, I'm not against bounce houses and all that stuff, you know, like I'm not against nice furniture. I'm not, an, I'm not against excellence. I think, I think God honors that. But when Jesus is the attraction, when he's the main attraction, like, like he's just going to be here. All, he's just the, he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many know if I've got to beg people to come to church, I've got to keep begging them and keep giving them little gifts and nuggets to satisfy them. But when Jesus is the main thing, he, he's, he's the one who satisfies. And, and, and Leonard Ravenhill used to say, you never have to um, advertise a fire. You know? This is why Jeffrey Dahmer is like trending on Netflix right now. People just want to see weirdness and like different and like how could somebody do that? Like seriously, the things like that is what we're drawn to because we're like, wait, what? And most of what we do in church doesn't get anybody's attention because it's just fluff and cotton candy. And we just want the presence of Jesus that changes lives and transforms us. It's knowing him. If we have that, we have everything. And so I'd rather, I'd, rather be, I'd rather build something that he wants built. I want, I want us to be a house he can put his name on. Y'all know this is bigger than us, right? When I talk about us, I'm just saying us because we're here, okay? Like this is, this is one church of a global movement of the kingdom of God on the earth. This is just our little corner. And I want to steward our corner well from a higher perspective. Clarifying statement number, how many now? Big's not bad. I think it's been said healthy things grow. I think unhealthy things can grow too. Somebody, I heard someone recently, cancer grows. <laughs> it's not healthy. But I do think that when you give God the space that he wants and when you take care of the people he loves and you have faith for what he wants to do, people are going to be drawn to that. And so how many know we have grown and we are growing 
And we will continue to grow, probably, if we walk with God. And so the danger is, and the warning is, is as that happens, the vision gets killed. By vision, I mean making room for God. His presence is the main thing. That people are important to God. And that there's always more that we not settle. Back in April of 2020, Alex Prather sent me a dream that he had. And in this dream, he could tell it better than I can, but he said in the dream there was a modular home right in front of him. And some there were some people from the dwelling that they were there with him. And there was a modular home right in front of him. And then off in the distance was a huge castle. And without all the details, in the dream, it was like there was they were looking at the castle. And then they look at the modular home in front of them. It was almost like comparing the two. Like, which one would you go with? You know? In the dream, they look at the castle and they're like, no, that's not it. And it's almost like they affirmed the little modu- the little small dwelling, the little small modular home. And then what happens, they fly up in the air and they can see the big picture from the higher perspective. And there's a multitude of modular homes. And you see the imagery here, like the, just the symbolism of it is like, to me and to the, you know, we've weighed this stuff out and just prayed on it and everything, but like, and I, that's my heart. I'd rather have I'd rather have more than something that looks like more. Are you with me? I would rather have more than something that seems like more. We had a prophetic word in this house last year that said in 2020, God's glory was going to be released in the 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 main way that it was going to be released in, in, in a new way, I don't think this is just for this church, I think it's for the global church, would be discipleship and multiplication like we've never seen before. And the sign of it would be that the queen would die in 2022. And that would be the sign. And um, I'm telling you, God's on the move. God's doing something. And it may not look like it's looked in the past, it may, lo- it may not be the big castles that we build for him. Maybe what he's asking for is to go bigger by going smaller. To have the more instead of what looks like more. So we're growing up and growing out. You hear me? Growing up. Everybody, t- any told, anybody ever told you grow up? <laughs> grow up and we're growing out. And so, uh, my son told me, by the way, I was telling uh, telling these guys earlier, my, my son's a little prophet sometimes. Some of y'all know that for a fact, because he, he's beelined it to you on Sunday. But um, he told me, 
not long ago, about a year ago, he said, uh, he said, Daddy, by the time you're, and I wrote it down, so by the time you're 58, there'll be many dwellings all over the place. 58. Can I just throw out a reminder? This is long haul stuff. Because faster doesn't necessarily mean farther. I'll admit this. Somebody said it takes you five years to find out what kind of leader you are or what your leadership style is. I found what mine is. I'm slow. (laughs) I'll admit it because I'd rather follow closely than run swiftly. I love this. I love this quote by John Bevere said, even though it's tempting, don't rush ahead of God. Allow God to do the things in his time and in his way. You cannot be a control freak and trust God at the same time. Know that what God originates, he orchestrates. God will finish what he started. It's getting out of a microwave mindset and thinking like a crock pot. Not a crack pot, a crock pot. Crockpot. It's it's thinking generationally. It's thinking like the Father thinks. He's a generational God. He's not in a rush. What I love about Jesus is there was always a sense of urgency, but then there wasn't. (laughs) It's like, oh, I must go. I have a, but I'm gonna stop for this girl right here. Talk to her for a little while at the well. Spend a lot of time. You know, I'm on my way to someone who's dying, a child. Oh, but well, somebody touched my shirt. (laughs) You know, like, she's like, somebody touched my robe. Who touched my robe? And I've been like, Jesus, it don't matter. Like, they're dying, you know, like. But he stops. And the, the lady is healed of her blood issue and then he goes and just raises the person from the dead it's like there's an urgency but there's a timing thing like what i see the father doing is what i do what i hear the father say is submission we um i got so much i want to say i i can't i just can't say it all but i do uh, there's a prayer I've been praying lately. And I've said, Lord, I don't want. Okay, early on, I used to pray this. Lord, don't let this church outgrow me. But it was fear-based. It's like, I can't handle this. I don't want church to grow, you know. Everybody be like, church grow. Grow your church from 200 to 2,006 months by following these three simple steps. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, it's terrifying. <laughs> but now my thing is like, just Lord, grow me. Grow all of us. And as we grow up, don't let us just grow up into something that we've built that we can look back as a, at a monument and say, look what we did. 
and call it God's work. You know, like, I don't want to do that. I just, I want to grow up and I want to grow out. So what if, dream with me for a moment, like just the building right here. You think, well, it's pretty full in here right now. And there are a lot of people that aren't here because of colds and stuff like that. I think probably two services that's on the horizon. Just thinking with me, okay? I think you can't fit a thousand people in here. You can't fit 400 people in here. I mean, you could. It'd be hot. <laughs> so it, it would make sense to... Um, to not embrace a place like this if your goal was to get big. But what if more looks different than we think? That's all I got to say about that. Because I got, I mean, we got plans, but the wind. I just know that more doesn't necessarily look like more sometimes. So let's be open to what he wants to do. And where he leads, we'll follow. Where it blows, we'll set ourselves. Let's stand to our feet. Here's the challenge this morning. I want you to change the way you think. I want you to think generationally. I want you to think investing in the next generation through your influence, through your service. It's long-haul faithfulness. It's not a quick thing. It's not even our children. It's their children and their children's children. I want you to think generational and I want you to think generosity. Investing in what God's doing through not just giving in a bucket out there. Have y'all noticed we don't take up the offering? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of you are like, it's because we trust God. And we trust the Jesus in you. Trust the Holy Spirit in you. Um. But I want you to think about not just when it comes to what we do right here, but in our lives, living from a generous place. Generosity has a lot more to do than money. It's about the way we live our lives. And so generational, generous. Generational and generous. I think those are, those are two of the keys that we've got to carry into the next season of our assignment. Generosity and thinking further than just us. Generationally. Community leaders, if y'all could come up here. Um, come on up and receive people for prayer. There's a few things, and guys in the back, I know I didn't ask the band to come up, but guys, if y'all could do like some music, some prayer music or something for us to, to exit by, that would be great.
community leaders, uh, some of them who are here, are going to be available for prayer after uh, I dismiss us this morning. But, uh, Blake, you come on up, too. And then if I take Stefan, Adam, and Dane, get with Blake over here in the corner for a minute. I'll, I'll join you in a minute. Um, let me let me just say a few things before before we close. I, I want to challenge you to think generationally, think generosity, and then can we just say yes to that real quick? Yes. The yes to the Lord, not to me, but we just say yes as a church family. And then uh, specifically, uh, I want to pray. But before I do that, uh, I know uh, that the Lord wants to heal and set free some people today, set some people free, and so. That's what we're opening up prayer for this morning, specifically for healing. If you have he need a he healing in your body, um, come up for prayer. Sciatica on the left side, also some lung issues that have been highlighted to some people this morning. Um, fr freedom, prayer, Some God wants to release some freedom in this place today. What you have called um, seasonal depression might be the work of the enemy in your life you know where i stand on this stuff take your medicine go see the doctor but sometimes we call things things that they're not and sometimes we need freedom more than we need uh, medication take your medication do all that stuff but if you struggle with that come get prayer another thing was fear just this fearful irrational fears come receive prayer for that this morning hangs hang ups like sins you can't get over sometimes in worship when you feel like you're just like hitting a brick wall and you feel literally like you're tied up come get prayer today jesus wants to set you free if you're feeling feeling held back from obedience and all of that and um that sound good i just i think the lord wants to do that today so let's pray thank you jesus for your presence for your leading for your guidance for your goodness we welcome you to do in and every, anything and everything in our lives that you want as we walk out uh, this higher perspective that you call us to. Lord, help us to think of the generations and help us to be generous. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about The Dwelling, visit thedwellingchurch.org.